Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wet Paint NYC podcast. I'm Paul Cepeda and I'm here with music artist and entrepreneur and good friend Israel Medina. Thanks for joining us, Israel. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for having me. How are you, man? I'm doing great. It's great to finally have you in the studio. We've known each other for a good little bit. I mean, pretty much since I first came to New York about wow. 10 years ago. I feel like that's how long we've known each other. And... Uh, Let's just jump into this and start at the beginning. You're from New York, right? Yes, born and raised in Brooklyn. I've lived in Queens. I currently live uptown somewhere. I can't reveal my exact you know, location. It's for the safety of the audience as well as your own safety. Yes. That's cool. And, and so, so you're a born and bred, true to the bone New Yorker, which is a pretty rare thing. Um, and you're a, a music artist. I know a lot about your entrepreneur stuff, but let's get into the music thing first because that's, I know, really at the heart of what you do. How did you get into music and what inspires you? Man, that's, that's two heavyweights right there. Well, music, I, I think it was just born in me. Uh, my dad was a great, great fan of music and he raised us on a lot of really classic stuff even to this day i listen to stuff that probably around way before i was born but um classics. classics um but you know inspiration in me is just living i try to keep it really simple not try i do my best to make the connection simple real art is supposed to be a, a relative to real life you know even in an abstract sense it's supposed to be based on real life. And so I keep it simple. I let my music come to me. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not working, but... And uh, everything else from the entrepreneurial angles was born from the music, honestly. You know, my love of music and wanting to be an artist and kind of fueled everything else. Nice. So it started um, with you being around your dad, hearing the music that he was listening to, hearing the music that he was supporting, and it sort of got you hyped up and that kind of thing. And then... So as a kid, you just you just sort of found your way into it. When did you first start making music? I guess that's even the, the better question. Well, I started like we started going professionally to a studio when I maybe a 16, 17, 18, maybe that time. It's a little, you know, fuck, yeah, a little hazy because of the OG, you know, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, we it started then. But I didn't like professionally. Professionally, I didn't take it seriously till my early twenties. Well, let's take it back though. Yeah. When did you first start making music? Like, how? Did, how? What was that? Was it just with your friends? Was it, it was. It was. My, well, my brother. My. Shower, well, that was. I was like freestyle king before I even oh. stepped in a studio. We would get high or drink a little, and we'd be walking down the street freestyling. Okay. Uh, and that's why I knew I had like a knack for it, you know. But I actually wrote my first song when I was like five, six years old. What? At my grandmother, rest in peace, house, who, um, Mamirma, that was her name. And, um, it was like a holiday season. My other cousins were there. My, shout out to Michelle, who now lives in Orlando. And we wrote a song, and that was my first song. I was a young buck, but I knew then that I loved it. It's just funny how it, it took, uh, you know, its own path and road to late teens, you know, early 20s to really start taking it serious. Yeah. But that's awesome. So you, you have memories of making music, writing songs, doing the whole thing 
uh, as early as five years old. I mean, if not earlier, that's 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 crazy. And and so what was it that around 18 or so made you feel like, hey, I really want to take this a little more seriously. I want to get in the studio and do something. Was it a specific project that you had in mind or was there some sort of something that happened in your life or was it just sort of a natural evolution and growth? I have all of the above. Um, my brother, shout out to Ark, Ark Medina. He's been a part of them. You know, obviously he's my brother. We've been making music together and separately, you know, mostly together as several collectives and group names. And um, we had another partner, Psalms, and we, we started a group called Tomorrow's Weapons, which was like super lyrical, you know, Wu-Tang type stuff. And um, that was the beginning. We we put an EP out, you know, little by little. And uh, the response was great, man. The journey, honestly, because you just never know when, when you're living your dream. You just you, you just can't be afraid of rejection or, or and you have to be so sure in yourself because you're putting yourself out on a limb. That goes for any art. So it was just... Um, Something that started happening little by little, you know, um, put out one record, you know, and then, and then back then you had to put out vinyl, you know, before CDs. This is like <laughs> early 2000s before, you know, CDs were out, but it was like. You weren't making them. Right. Well, either way. But uh, yeah. long story short, it was just, uh, it's been a cool journey, man. Serious. Yeah, yeah it's, it sounds like it's been, you know, sort of a, a long one in the sense of since you were young, I mean, and right. you just kept at it. And really, from what I've seen, that, you know, that, that certainly parallels my life. Um, and I can say with a lot of other artists, it is. It's, it's that it's, it's sometimes it's sort of like a slow burn. It's like I always did this. I, that's just who I am. You know, I am the artist in the family or whatever it may be. Um, and then you never really know when it's going to pop off. But the only reason, the only way that it can pop off is if you keep working at it, keep doing things a little here, a little there, maybe a lot, whatever it takes to just keep going. Um, but I know that you've had that you've seen some real heights. You've been to some real heights. You've done some real major things. Um, you're constantly doing major things. But, um, you know, you spoke a little bit about, uh, you know, forming different co uh, collaborative groups and putting together albums through through them and that kind of thing. Um, so why don't we go into a little bit about that, about uh, you like like working with other people and creating these things. What was the, um, what made you think about or what was the idea behind forming these sort of like loose collectives or groups working with all these different talented individuals? Um, I, I was raised uh, community minded. I was raised um, help each other. That's just how my dad was. He would help strangers, and it's something that rubs off on you. And with music, you know, it's seldom it's seldom the musical side that's lacking. You know, often it's a, a business or just any semblance of organization. And I just always been good at getting people together and leading them without leading them. You know, without having to say something. And it's not even like seeing yourself as a leader. It's just knowing I have this certain skill set. And I'm either going to complain about it and not use it or use it and try to make some magic, you know. So all along the ride, it's it's been that. It's been me collecting, uh, being a talented artist myself. But for whatever reason, the universe puts me around these talented folks, man. And it's like all walks of art, painting, singing, rapping, you know, dancing. 
the my pool of of friendships is I don't have many friends, it, like close friends, but the in in an artist sense, I have many super talented artistic friends, and that's just been a, a testament of me always being open to working with others and um, bringing people together. I believe. That in itself is an art. Connecting dots is an art. And it often gets lost because everyone's so scarred, especially in major cities. They're so scarred about, you know, who they know and their contacts and this and that. And But, you know, what I started realizing, man, all these dots started coming to me that weren't for me. So I could just ignore it and act like, oh, whatever, you know. Or I could act on it and connect even more dots. And that's kind of the entrepreneur was born, connecting other dots, you know, uh, which have now become like, you know, a dance label. I have a hip hop label. I'm a solo artist. I'm part of a group called GED, you know, and I'm like mentoring, kind of helping to manage up and coming talent now as well. I got a young 18 year old. Her name is Zoe G, who's great, My who happens to be my cousin, my other cousin, Les. It's funny because right now a lot of the music around me is like actual cousins, not like Latino cousins. And <laughs> right, right. I think it all started though with just the mentality of helping others, you know. Yeah, it, you know, and I've definitely seen that in you, um, and that's what I love about you, and that's why we've stayed connected all this time. Because yes, I've seen that in you that dots can come your way that aren't necessarily for you. What do you do? You just throw them away, or do you share them? with the people that you think would be the right folks for that. And so I've, I've definitely seen that. I know that about you. I love that about you. And I'm so thrilled. And, you know, and hopefully uh, the folks that you're hooking up appreciate it as well, because it's a big deal. That community thing is, is lacking. Um, especially in New York. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say for a lot of artists, but especially in New York, because you're so... Um, because you're so tied up in just sort of like surviving and making it in this town or like making, as you were saying, sort of making your name big in lights, that it can be sort of tough to um, look beyond just your own immediate needs, uh, which is, you know, in a similar fashion, why, how you created things, uh, you know, formed groups like GED and these other ones. Uh, you know, that's why I started Wet Paint NYC, because I knew, you know, I I'd paint my thing and I have, uh, you know, some diverse um, styles and subject matter, but not everybody loves every painting from me. And somebody might want something a little more, say, you know, graffiti style or street, or maybe even a little more photorealistic or whatever. And I can help them out. I can help those people out. You know, I can uh, I can connect them with the artists who do that stuff better than me. Why not? Everybody wins, right? So that's uh, so I love hearing that from you, and that's that's just a true, you know a true community spirit at its best. Let's tell folks a little bit about, um, like, how would you describe your music? I mean, I, I, I sort of described it as sort of like melodic, soulful, like grind stories. These stories of uh, perseverance. perseverance, coming up, doing it. So maybe give people an idea of what the music sounds like and then some some of the, like, stories behind it. Uh, well, the music, I mean, it's it's... So it, it's, it was born from hip hop, and and even before that was born from like, you know, old school salsa, seventy salsa. Because to me that was still hip hop. It was New York street music, you know. If you if you go back and you know translate the lyrics, it was just like a rap. Yeah. You know, seventy salsa was like hip hop of its time before hip hop came, and you know everyone listened to it in New York. It wasn't just a Latino thing. Right. 
Right. You know, everyone in the hood was rocking salsa, you know? But, um... Yeah, but my music is, man, it's just life. Like, I take little pieces of what I've experienced, and I kind of put it into, it's, it's very story-driven. Definitely, um, I'm definitely one to drop a jewel or two, but more to uplift than to, to preach, because I don't believe in preaching, you know? I believe in uh, sharing upliftment, you know, positive. One little, one thing I learned, another thing I learned from my dad, you know, who who's very much a mentor in, in how my ethics and, and how I, I compose myself and, and, and was the difference that one little nice comment can make on somebody's day, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd be surprised. One little three fucking sentence word. I mean, a uh, three-word sentence. Yeah, impassive. And, yeah. and it impacts, and they feel good the whole day. And yeah. that's why we're really here, bro. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, if it's that easy to make somebody feel that good, why wouldn't you do it? You know, what? What? there's no skin off your nose to do that kind of thing. It's, it's because, you know, we live in a metropolis, man, and people are like, well, if I'm not happy, you know, why should I make someone else happy? <laughs> like, really, fool? Like, maybe in making someone else happy, you make yourself exactly. happy. Exactly. I know so, I that. You know, New York gets up. There's a lot of good New Yorkers, bro. I know New York gets all these bad raps and... I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's not a lot of assholes or that I've never been an asshole because <laughs> that'd be a lie. We've all been assholes. But for the most part, man, there's a core New Yorkers that, that will, you know, guide you the wrong way. We just a bunch of jaded, woke, paranoid motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> spoken like a true native New Yorker. No, it's it is true, though, that uh, the few native New Yorkers that I know are actually some of the nicest Motherfuckers that I know in the whole world, and they're the most caring and sharing and loving. Well, we're nice to people we know. We're nice to people we know. You know what I mean? Strangers. They may be wary of strangers, but that's that's that jadedness that he was talking about. You know, right. you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta watch it back a little bit. You never know who's lurking and what they're up to. So that makes sense. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of your some of the specific songs that you that you've worked on because you know they are these what I was calling like grind stories or stories of life. Um, I mean, like just one L Snapchat. Who doesn't know about Snapchat? Who hasn't done Snapchat? You know, it's like a fun track. You got that cool video. Oh uh, man, well that song is funny because even these pop records we make. To me, pop. I don't. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't set out to make anything. I don't have like a pre, hey, I got to make this kind of song for the, you know, there there might be general guidelines to follow. But that being said, that record is, if you really listen to the lyrics, it's, that's, I love to make, I learned a lot from the Beatles, you okay. know, and, and other great songwriters, yeah. you know, Stevie Wonder, uh, Billy Joel, and what they did with simplicity, even Nas, Nas is, for, he's a phenomenon, known as a deep rapper, but if you hear the lyrics he uses, they're very simple. Right. Simple can, simple can right because simple, here's the thing. People confuse simple with easy. They're not the same thing. You know, they're not the same. Something may be simple, but it's not easy. But um, that song came, if you really hear it, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a dialogue about social media. And yeah. like, is it really good for you? You know, but we do that in a very melodic, catchy way. And uh, that's my aim with every song. You know, I have a funny uh, little Beatles story. Um, so... Uh, a gift was given to family member, uh, which was a yellow submarine CD, which was like collecting dust. I moved to another apartment, and we rediscovered it. And uh, <laughs> this shit hadn't been used for a year and change. 
I'm like, you know what? Bus. Fuck it. I took it. I, I play it, right? It ends up, I, I didn't stop playing the CD for like four or five months. It was the only thing I played. Hooked. And it taught me so much about songwriting and having more than one meaning to stuff. Yeah. I was already on that already. Yeah. I think I do that naturally. That's just a gift from the universe, you know? But word um, the wordplay, definitely. and But they had the ill wordplay, yeah. you know? And um, that same day, this unopened CD gets played. I was supposed to meet a producer friend of mine at a place called Vinyl, which is on like 8th Avenue and, or used to be, 15th Street. I don't oh, know. Shit. So they were doing monthly producer showcases. Uh-huh. I get there, meet him around 8 o'clock. And you know what the first thing is that greets you when you walk in the door? A fucking yellow submarine no. action figures oh, hung up on a glass casing, bro. Oh. <laughs> How crazy is that? You were in the flow. The universe well, is the, the universe is always... It's just about watching for them. The signs are always there, bro. We're the ones that don't pay attention to shit, That's man. Right. We're on our phone crossing the street at green light. <laughs> about to get smashed by a fucking truck, you know? That's it. <laughs> And speaking of things that that you can get hooked on and that you play over and over again and that you can't get out of your head, uh, when I was when I was revisiting some of your work from the past uh, in preparation for this podcast, I played "We Don't Sleep," which is another. That's like that's a straight up New York entrepreneurial, or not even New York, any sort of entrepreneurial grind story. Literally, hey, it says it all in the title: "We Don't Sleep," and that. Tune gets stuck in your head. I have to tell you, I listened to it once or twice, and it was oh, it was playing over and over and over again in my head for a week, which it's not a bad thing. But I'm just saying, like you got, you know, it really hooks you and pulls you in. But you know, like I said, that's that New York entrepreneurial story with a with a, you know, with a tight sound to it. What can I say? Well, uh, you know, that's like the hustler's anthem. Mm-hmm. You know, entrepreneur can be a synonym of a hustler. You know, True. hustles don't have to be illegal and that's exactly. a misconception there are a lot of real legal smart thinking hustles that you can do Absolutely. and a hustle is pretty much maximizing your time there you go. getting the most money you could for the shortest, shortest amount of that's time it. used that's, that's, that's a hustle that's exactly okay and so that comes in many ways shapes or forms yes. so this mindset you know but it comes from putting that extra work in and you have to put that extra work in. You know, the greatest artists that I know, any genre, man, these motherfuckers work. All of them. All of them. And that's just a requirement. And, of course, you're evolving and working smarter. But there, there is a time where you do have to dig in and just fucking work, bro. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stay up all night right. and just keep working till your eyes bleed, and then keep doing it again, and then get up the next morning just like usual. But but you know that the next week you're gonna be able to sleep, you know, like you already know. So you bust your ass, you get that weekend. Next Monday you sleep eleven hours because you haven't slept in like four days. But we don't sleep, you know. And you have something to show for it at the end. It's not like you just stayed up watching TV or some shit like that. You 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 were making your way to TV or whatever it is. You know what it is? Yeah. No no binge watching. You were binge working, and and that's how we were doing it. You know. Hashtag binge working. <laughs> and and what about uh, make it count? Was that is that another one? Oh, man, you know, it's funny because I love the fact that you said you researched it. So here's the funny thing. Recently, this is a, and 
you know, you're one of my good brothers. I love you on an artist level. Yes. Your art is amazing. Um, but it's been lately, I do so much to not make it about me, make it about the group entity. But lately, sure. I've been approached about doing these kind of, and I want to thank you, first of all, for having me. Yeah. But it just, it, it makes me grateful for the stuff that I do, you know. And it gives me, and I know you have to know that your peers love it, that people love it, you know, because you can't fool yourself either. You know, this is still, if you're trying to do this as a business, there's still uh, uh, relativity issues right. and things of that nature. Yeah. But an artist is an artist is an artist, man. And honestly, if you can market it, it has nothing to do with age. It's just either really good or dumb and catchy <laughs> and, mar <laughs> and, and marketable, you know. And my music, I try to relate our my real life experiences to that. I mean, I got some crazy stories, bro. Oh, we would have to do a podcast series on the stories that I have from being in the music, I music know industry. That, I know that's true. And I, hopefully we can pull at least a couple of those stories out. But I know... With, of course, of course, yeah. You know, there's, there's you still... I got to right, save for the movie. I got to ask my lawyers if it's okay. <laughs> Those are the good ones. We'll we'll get those we'll next go, time you we'll come back. Pay per view. <laughs> pay per view. All right. Next time it's pay per view, folks. But you're getting it free here right now. So listen up and listen closely. So that was it. Was it the Make It Count video that that some of that uh, was shot at House of Horology, which is I think pretty much where we met. Which which video was that? That's uh. Well, shout out to Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. Um, that was. All I Got Is Right Now, okay. which is another cool tune, man. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. And you're always up to something cool. You know, I remember hearing that joint Maria and thinking it was it was really tight that, you know, you were working with Be Real from Cypress Hill. Uh, bro, Tony Touch, he helped facilitate that. And he's been a big supporter of, of everything we've done, honestly, for a long time. And that's the chair squeaking, guys. So... Yes. When you hear that, just know, you know, we're not like jumping off trampolines or anything. No, no, we're keeping it real with the studio. <laughs> we're real hood, yes. We're, I mean, I, yeah, what, what? We're, we're hood. 20 hood. I, I'm 2020 hood, as in I have one mic and a couple of squeaky chairs. And motherfuckers who I respect and who are doing something that, that I think is good, if they're willing to come through and sit in the squeaky chairs and swing a mic back and forth, that's how we do it, but... But I think it works. <laughs> Facts. But, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, so he helped put that together. And, you know, I, that's one of a few, you know, legends we've had the honor of working with. Uh, for us to work with Pitbull, uh, we had a record that did really well in Cali, really the country. Um, and it opened a lot of doors for us. So yeah, as well as Beat Nuts, that, that was called Mira Mira, a Spanglish joint. It's really fucking hot. Go check that out. That was the first group we had, T-Weapons. Um and yeah working with him was great you know the fact people have to like your music to do it for free you know anyone can get paid to do something and mm -hmm. and, and then again and some of them, they may not even do it even if you pay them like i yeah. no way you couldn't pay well, me to get on that shit regardless but it's just like, a, a level of yeah. of like uh knowing your music is on par you know no one's gonna no. be on a whack shit especially for free <laughs> <laughs> so uh, having legends like that work with us has been, you know, we work with Amon Shumper, NBA ball player. Uh, we have a record together that was fun. Like, shout out to my homie Dax at Empire. He put that together. Um, just done, honestly, bro, 
life is about seizing the opportunity, which really means living in the now. That's really the key to life, bro. And the opportunity can only happen in the now. It's not going to happen yesterday or tomorrow. It's right now. And seizing it goes back to hard work and, you know, not sleeping and putting it like. So the music is relative to the life I live because I can't be something I'm not. You know, there are also some darker stories of another side that of life we've seen as well. I mean, real is real. You know, I mean, we're not lying. You know, this shit is real. And it, but we try to do it in a poetic, melodic way that you can still vibe out to it, you know. Right, right. So that's that's actually our 420 anthem. You know, we used to call weed Maria, you know, obviously for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, he jumped on the record and he blessed it. Right. And putting in that work also equates to putting in the time. And that's the thing. And I think that's the, exactly. But that and that's the thing that I I. I mean, how many times have we bumped into each other when we're both out grinding separately and we end up at the same place late, who knows what time, in the, late at night or early in the morning, whatever that, you know, it gets insane because, but we see each other out there grinding. And I know that you're out there every night doing that thing. And, and I can only assume that that's how these relationships develop because you're in the, stu you got your studio time in, you got your like basically networking time in, you got your performance time in. You're out there getting your work out to the masses, but also like literally shaking hands, meeting individuals on an individual le level. And it seems like other people have ha have been similarly like-minded to you where they want this community aspect. They see a place where you would fit in just right. And they're like, let me plug you in. Let me let me introduce you to this person and, and you can make something happen or at least try to. And, and that's the power of community. And hard work. Yes, and it goes back to connecting dots. So sometimes those dots you connected for other people, later on you see those same people and they're right. doing other stuff and they can help you now. Right. So it just comes back to the to, to the mentality of being open-minded and uh, watching and, and, and seeing the signs and doing them, you know, and opening. If a door is given to you, it doesn't matter if it's for you. If it, the opportunity is there, that means it was meant for you to delegate it. And sure. even connect two other dots that, and the more you do that, the more you see it open up for you. Yeah, you, you connect those dots and you create a beautiful web with all those but connections. You have to be there. It, yeah, if you're not there to do it, if you're not putting in the time, then that's just missed opportunity. Really, that's what that is. I mean, you know, and thinking, you know, speaking of like doors and opportunities, we've even performed together. I mean, we were at a spot uh, out here, I'm pretty sure, it was, yeah, it was out here in Brooklyn. And uh, I was live painting while while yeah, QE, was while GED was, was doing the thing. Shout out to homie uh, Rachel Hardway, who's now at Sony. Actually, she was uh, just in town from uh, Pittsburgh. You know, remember that? I mean, not in town, but she was. She had moved here from Pittsburgh. And huge hip hop head, and we had a party called the Bridge. That's it. And that was such a fucking dope party, yeah. man. And the flat was, was ultimately closed down. I, mean, I was well, painting, you were doing, you guys were And it was anything? many different walks just coming together yeah. in the name of good art. You know, that's like, it. I respected your, your artistic talent as a painter. Yeah. And that's what made us bring you out. So it all starts there, man. The love of real good art, you know. And I'm blessed that somebody, you know, we're all blessed that people are even... Like I said, have the opportunity to share our art. And so I don't take that for granted, bro. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, it was all walks of life, but it was all love. So even people and I and this is one thing that I love too about like 
when I do live painting, which isn't when I'm doing really my deepest work, I gotta, I need a little bit of solitude for that as most of us do, but I do love the engagement of live painting, similarly probably to live performing, except that when you're on stage, hopefully people aren't coming up trying to talk to you, but in my case, I'm at the easel doing my thing, and, and people do come up, but I kind I love that. It doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I love that. It can be inspirational, and... Uh, yeah, yeah. I got a question again yes, for you. Do it. Does that ever have you ever used that in a painting? Well, it's funny you say that because in about a week in Astoria, I'm doing a show called Art Prov, okay. which is exactly that, where I'm live painting up on a stage. These improv comics get to ask me a question or two. Yes, and I have to be painting the scene that they're doing right then. They get to ask me one question about a piece of my art. And then they have to do a whole improv sketch right then and there in front of the whole crowd about that. So that's called art prov. I've done that a few times. So that 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 goes right to the heart of that. And that wasn't even a planned commercial. <laughs> it really wasn't. And don't worry, we got plenty of commercials for Iz coming up soon because that's who you really want to hear about. You really got to go see him. Oh, but but no, it, it but it's great because I'll have people at, you were talking about different walks of life and stuff come up to me and say. I don't really understand painting. Like, what are you doing? What is this or whatever? And we get to like engage in that conversation. There has not, or at least I would say 90% of the time, people leave that conversation feeling a little bit better about art, painting, and that kind of thing. And I feel like that's part of my responsibility is just, just make people feel more at ease with their own natural ability and tendency and inclination toward art because as we were speaking about earlier off off the mic everybody in my opinion i think in your opinion was born an artist at their core whatever that may be you know who knows what that may be but for for a lot of people that sort of gets beaten out of them you know one way or the other and and that's terrible they get they get programmed to think that they're not that which I think is uh, one of the worst things that can happen to people because they're not fully experiencing life until they're fully experiencing their artistic nature. I, you know, I mean, that's like my motto of life. <laughs> so yep. I honestly just, it's not always easy, but living your art, man, it makes for this. And, and you don't realize the inspiration. Sometimes, man, you don't realize how you're inspiring others to do the same. And sometimes you get hit up, little DMs or little, and it makes it all the better, man. Just yeah. that to know that, man, we sending love and influencing someone else to do what they want to do. It's it's gonna change the world little by little. And uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of a lot of, you know, we're in a race in a way with many things. But all I know is that the more positive and the more the loving we are the more we'll be able to face whatever's coming and even change it, you know, because uh, I don't know what the fuck happened, but people just stopped loving each other, bro. And it's like, and more, more importantly, they stopped loving themselves. You know, our country is full of people that just are insecure about everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, being your own artist, being living your art, it just, it's dealing with that insecurity because being an artist, you're always on the front line. Hey, this is me. Judge me, like it, don't like it, hate it, you know, whatever. And so the world needs more of that, bro, because that's how you build that self-love. And the truth is that 
every single one of us, unless we're a psychopath, feels the insecurity. So it's just about what you do with that energy and that you feeling. Be a still. You know, you you gotta you got you gotta you gotta you gotta go with that feeling and actually make it happen. And 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 the thing is, that's your gift to the world. So you you may think that you're, if you if you follow that, that maybe you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. But no, that's exactly what the world needs. The world doesn't need another whatever it is if it's not fulfilling to you. Um, it needs you to be exactly what you were created to be. And most times you'll know that because it'll just come naturally to you. You know the the it arts the arts are supposed to come naturally to you. So. If you just let that inner voice kind of guide that, you'll find it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's everything. You know, we're talking music, we're talking painting, but that's everything from cooking to to organization. You know, to to math, to science. You know, all that good stuff. So so just just I don't know. All we're trying to say here is just live it. Just do it. Stop being stop being scared. If you got if somebody's giving you shit about it, just call either one of us, and we'll we'll help you out. <laughs> Call him, not me. You, you you can though. Add me on Instagram though. At is the realist. I z t h e r e a l e s t. And that's where that's what I was trying to transition to because is that the best way for people to get a hold of you? And how can they hear your music? I mean, I know that it's on all all of the you know all the major spots where you listen to music. So tell people exactly how they can get in touch with you and listen to your work. Um. Well, that's the best way to get a hold of me. The Instagram, um, but I check, you know, on 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 Spotify. Any of these, I'm I'm is the realist. I Z T H E R E A L E S T, and then G D has a bunch of music up as well. Um, that's G dot E dot D dot, and or you can just Google hashtag G D music, and something of ours will pop up. Perfect. Hashtag G D music, but um, and and that's only one side, you know, because I'm like the Mad Hatter. So then we also, as a I dance label, in. well, as a dance label, we have some releases coming up. Um, yeah. You know, I have a sub sub label of Armada Music, who is a dance label based in Amsterdam. I say they're top three, five labels in the world for dance music. Um, we have a few releases coming up. Um, shout out to my homie Angels, who's from Canada, but based in LA now. He does more like G House, like... Uh, it's pretty dope shit. Um, also, man, shout out to my bro Tyler Johnson out in Phoenix. He helps me run Championship Music. He have a he has a Championship uh, Music West out uh, office out in Phoenix. So if you're ever in town, but uh, he's been helping me hold down the dance label a lot and uh, it's helped me uh, focus on some of my own artistic stuff as well as just expand. So shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Romy Lux in Miami. We're releasing her new single coming up, and that's more like dance pop EDM, whatever EDM means, you know. <laughs> right. But um, You're constantly evolving sounds. So well, it's different. Yeah. Well, it's it's different. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's just things become cliche after a while. Yeah. But so there's a lot going on. But you can catch all of that at at is the realist. The I Z like zebra. T H E R E A L E S T. You know, I, I mean, that's my page, my art, but I, I will let you know what's going on because, uh, hey, I want you to check it out. Let me know how much you love it. That's right. I want you to check it out, too, because you will be better for it. So once again, 
Thanks for coming out to the studio. It's been far too long, but I'm glad that we finally made this happen. You're a busy man. Uh, and I, I just can't wait to hear, you know, the next joint you drop. I mean, I just can't wait. And there will be another and another and another. And that's the beauty of what you do. We went through a freestyle, but I don't know if you know how to beatbox. So I don't know. That's actually a good point. And you know what? I'm not going to put myself out like that with with somebody of your caliber just because no. that'd be so sad but we're gonna make that happen next time because hopefully this gonna practice that's right i'm gonna practice either that or you know we'll, we'll get some professionals in here you, you know maybe, maybe next time you can bring maybe next time you can bring some of the crew in and you know gd i mean look we all know each other that'd, that'd be fantastic that'd be great um and you'll have more and more stories to tell by then so let's let's just we'll just save it for then and that'll that'll be perfect well, you know, stories are a whole podcast on itself. So we'll have that'll be maybe our interview part two. But I'll be more than happy to bring by GD. Uh, we actually are releasing some new music. We have a song out now called Came Up. Um, the video is pretty cool, man. It just has our perspective on the whole immigration issue and just like just awareness, you know, and just like I said, man, people need to just love themselves. And when you love yourself, bro, it changes your whole world, you know. That's right, because when you when you give yourself the ability to love yourself, you really can't hate all the people around you. you, you sure, things get annoying, people get annoying, time's a bitch, but we're all in it together. So, from the studio here in Brooklyn, love and peace to everybody. No more bullshit, love and peace. Peace and love is the realest Thank you for having me, Paul. Thank next you. time, we'll, next time this will come with a freestyle. But you know, That's right. peace. Bless up, kings and queens. And thank you everybody for listening. If you want to find out more about my art and the art of all the Wet Paint NYC artists, check us out at wetpaintnyc.com. And there you can find our original artworks fine reproductions merchandise and events all of the events that we put on all the live shows you can come see us at so check us out there and we will catch you again soon thanks for listening we don't sleep
Okay, is let's just go ahead and do it. For those who have listened this far into the podcast, let's give them a little more comedy in the form of me clapping like a dumbass while you try to make the best of it and spit some hot fire. Here we go. I just jump right in it. Like fine pants, we don't know, even diamonds, we could heal, we reveal the truth. I could come through and in the booth, Paul is proof. Gotta slow down, it's all good, cause you know in East Town, gotta be yourself, man. My name is Renown, all around the world, man, it should be fucking now. Not a pronoun, I go around, saying all the shit I did, cause I know now. Lies get told and exposed, and you hold, and everywhere we go, man, they knows what they knows, man. I don't do shit in my nose, but suppose if you want your shit froze, I might know who knows, but. That's a whole nother issue. Miss you with any of that bullshit, man, because of it's too. My freestyles, hell, we fucking into. But Paul got to practice his shit too. <laughs> so next time it'll be better. I'm gonna send you some DIY videos later. <laughs> I can send you to send me some cheddar, because that would have rhymed too. <laughs> okay, we probably won't use that, but thanks for being such a great sport.